guys, we met Adele. <laughs> I love that that's what it's starting with. That's all the podcast is about. We met Adele. Thank you so much. Please like and subscribe. This is I the mean, end of our podcast. The fact that this time last week we had no idea that was going that to we happen. Were be meeting Adele. Like, don't think that like we had this big secret we were keeping for X amount of time. If you've been to our Instagrams or Twitters or YouTube pages, you've probably seen a picture with us and our new best friend Adele. But man, oh man. But what babes, a- babes. That's history. Just hours oh, before. What a moment. Little, I, the thing is, <laughs> I woke up and I was so tired. And I mm. walk, was walking into work. And I had to go to work an hour early. Oh, yes. I remember that. I was going to work an hour early. And I was so miserable. And all I wanted to do was get through the workday and go home and take a nap. And I was so excited to go home and take a nap. <laughs> and right as I was walking into work, I get a text from Matt Palmer <laughs> saying, shit, are you available? <laughs> And whenever I get one of those texts from Matt Palmer, I'm just like, oh, my God, someone emailed the two gay mats about something. It's something good. And I was just I saw what it was. And it was just like, oh, my God, I'm <laughs> not going to take that nap. I just remember getting it and like going and like not know thinking she's probably going to be there, not even considering that we'd get any chance to talk to her. Uh, but thinking like. If this had been a day later, I would have been in Austin, Texas. I know. Like, I was a day away from this not happening for me. So that's what makes it feel like this is a sign. Babes, Jesus was on your side there. It really was, Mm. babes. And I just, like, we, I just, I feel like that moment solidified something for me. (gasps) Solidified what? Just that, like, we're doing shit right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because some days you're like, am I doing it right? Is this how I should be spending my time and energy? Obviously it fills up love and support and like doing the podcast is so wonderful for so many reasons. But then when you're standing next to Adele, when she says, bye Matt's. We're doing shit right. We're doing shit right. So keep listening to hear us do shit right. Yes. Watch this podcast be awful. (laughs) Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome back to Two Game Mats Podcast. It's Matt Steele. It's Matt Palmer. And what a week it has been for the both of us. Woo! In case you did not listen to our intro, in case you have not seen on our social medias, Matt Palmer and I got to share the same air yes. as Adele Very true. this week on Tuesday, October. I don't even remember what that October 25th was it? I don't <laughs> even know. It's a long story. Yes. You're the better storyteller, Matt Palmer. Tell us what happened, how we came across Adele. So Tuesday at 9.22 a.m., I had just finished my first work call. I get an email from someone called Columbia Records, but with a Gmail email address. The email is like pretty 
looks pretty official, but not super. There's not like a bottom, like, this is the signature. This is who you can contact at Columbia mm-hmm. Records. It's like, this is the flyer. Hi, you've been invited to the I Drink Wine from Your Party with Adele. Uh, it represented how cash the event was. It was very it was cash. So cash. It was like, this is non-transfer- uh, non-transferable. Email us back here. Tell us your full name. Bring a guest, whatever. I sent an email back because I'm like, this looks real enough for me to reply to. But then I replied to it, the email back directly, still from the Gmail account. So I'm like, I believe this is real, but I'd say at this point, and honestly, until we left to go there, I was like, this is 75% a real thing. I knew that she was having a premiere party in LA for it, so it felt right. I looked up online on like the Adele fan site. So like, oh, she's live streaming at the time of the event. So I'm like, okay, all of this is pointing to this being right, but I don't know. Yeah, and we the thing is, like, on the flyer, it just said, watch the video with Adele and everything. Yes. And in my head, I'm like, okay, this could be either Adele is there, right. or, like, there is a good chance that they're just, like, zooming her in. Right. And everything, which, like, you know, still, I if that happened, whatever, I would have gotten free hors d'oeuvres and called it a day. Absolutely, and I got a free glass of wine. You did. I did. But, so, okay, so... <laughs> I do my whole shift at work yes. and I rush home to, you know, put on whatever clothes I need to put on. Yes. And I rush to West Hollywood mm-hmm. where I meet Matt Palmer. I park somewhere up the mountain <laughs> yes. and walk all the way down. I see Matt Palmer in line and he is being interviewed by this camera person. Yes. And Matt Palmer she's like, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And I was like, oh, what great timing. Because I can make an entrance <laughs> into Christ. Matt Palmer's interview and be like, oh, here's the other gay Matt. <laughs> www.youtube.com. I know. Um, and... We just talked about, they were like, how excited are you for Adele? And we were like, we're so excited. I know. And before Matt Seal got there, they were asking about I Drink Wine specifically. And like, what are you excited about the video? What do you think it's going to be? And I was like, well, I saw a preview on her Instagram. It looks like it's going to be really colorful. I'm excited about that. I Drink Wine is so great. But also, To Be Loved is what an excellent song. <laughs> I can't believe how great that song is. And they're like, okay, we're not talking about To Be Loved. But I had to get it out. You, you had you to know? try to slip it into the conversation somehow. Right. So yes. we're in line at this point, Matt Seal has run up we do our little group interview and there the whole rest of the line essentially is like super mega Adele fans from yeah. across the world. We hear them talking to each other and they're like, oh, do I follow you on Twitter or Instagram? Yeah, oh, maybe. What's your handle? And they're like, at Adele XOXO123. Like, right. They're all people they're who de- devote their online existences to Adele. Which I get. I mean, I, hey. as someone who has graduated from being Mariah Illusions on the Friends of Mariah message board, I understand why one would do that. So there's no judgment there. But like, we are fans of Adele. Yes. But they're on a different level. Of course. I mean, and I still have accounts that are my original, like, screen name, LFT Spice 44, <laughs> for the Spice Girls back in 1998. So we get it. So we get it. And, oh, my God, there was a girl in front of us in line. We, we you know, we did our interview and everything, and she was, she was by herself. And, and all of a sudden, like, you know, we're standing there quietly, and she just turns to us, and she goes, can you guys please talk to me? I'm so nervous. And we're like, oh, Sure. What are you nervous about? And she's like, you don't understand. My entire life has led up to this moment. Mm. And we were like, what? And she was like, and she was like, I'm just, I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. I just flew in from Brazil. Wild. And that's when we discovered like, oh, these are Adele. I was like, Stan, this like, is not a joke. These are hardcore Adele fans and everything. So we were calming her down and, and we were so happy for her because clearly she had never met Adele before and she was finally going to get the chance to be face to face with Adele. And so, um, that was so adorable. And, and it was, it was 
really fun. Like we were entering, Matt Palmer got a free wine. Yes. We sit down right away because we were like, we're going to get a seat. Exactly. And I'm like, I guess we could mingle, but like, I'd rather sit down yes. and just chat. And like, we looked around the room. We saw the director, Joe Albert. Is that his name? Halpert? Joe uh, Talbot. Talbot. <laughs> Joe Talbot. We saw um, other people from the internet that like were recognizable to us, but we mostly saw a lot of Adele super fans and we're waiting until 7 p.m. when the live stream starts. And then once that starts, uh, Benito Skinner, who's Benny Drama on Instagram and stuff, uh, came out and was the host for the evening, brought Adele out, and she just came over and started talking to some of the people. Everyone exploded in excitement. She's like finding the girl who's dressed like basically as Ginger Spice. Yeah, she was wearing like a, a Union Jack uh, shirt. And, and Adele was like, oh, are you, you know, are you even British? And she's like, no. <laughs> Adele was really great at like if someone uh, started talking to her or if she saw someone was crying, being like, I love you, I love you. Adele yes. was very good at kind of like, not like diffusing the situation because there's not like a situation to diffuse or whatever, right. but sort of just like changing the topic and making the other person crying realize like we're just people you know like like oh thank you so much for telling me you love me and everything but like I love your shirt where did you get it like oh I see you're not wearing shoes we're soulmates I know like she was so good at doing stuff like that and so she introduces the video and she goes and everyone it's in color It's in color. And everyone was like, gasp. And she's like, but don't worry. I'm still sitting down. Everyone laughs uproariously. We watch the video and it's truly lovely. Gorgeous. Kendrick Sampson is in it. If you haven't watched the video, it is available now. Make sure to watch it. It is a beautiful video. She looks lovely. It's so beautifully shot. I love the synchronized swimming. I love Kendrick Sampson. Everybody wins. Yes. Then she sat down and did a Q&A with us. Yes. And And as we were waiting in line outside, we all got to write down our questions. Mm -hmm. And mine was, of course... You love Beyonce. What's your favorite song on Renaissance? <laughs> and yeah. Matt Steele's was Who's Your Favorite Spice Girl? No, no, no. Mine was What's Your Favorite Spice Girl song? Oh, okay. Yes. Neither of our questions were picked. <laughs> but they went through other questions that were more Adele-centric. And then after that, Adele was like, well, I still want to take more questions from people yeah, in the Benito, audience. Yeah, Benito was like, oh, well, you know, after like half an hour, he was like, okay, well, I think that's, you know, enough questions for today. And Adele was like, no, I can answer some more. That's like, so I'm totally happy to sit here and answer more. And she answered a lot of questions a lot that, of like questions. weren't even music related <laughs> like people were asking about relationship advice yes. like like about be- being new mothers and like I, I don't know. spend this time with my child and like what should I do here and it was like she was the therapist in the room she was all of our therapists and giving great advice that was kinder than what we would give because that <laughs> one relationship question I won't give too much detail because again not our story to tell but the guy was explaining what was happening with his boyfriend of 10 years and I was like Oh, you must dump him. (laughs) You felt the entire room be like, girl, dump dump him. And Adele was like, well, you should be there to support him. Let him know X, Y, and Z. But like, he should be there to support you as well. She was just like, had a softer touch with the advice than we do. She was very much giving all options of like what could be done in the situation. And the always, but always centered around, make sure you're getting what you need out of the relationship. She was just so great and down to earth and fucking funny. Hilarious. Like such a real, like human being like I was not expecting her to be as funny as she was and I've seen her be funny many times before but like just throughout the entire interview it was just like oh I feel like I'm sitting there watching my best friend I know you know she was so 
so great and so lovely. And, and she also said she loved the musical Gypsy. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, which Matt Steele was very happy about yeah. because there were some musical theater gays at the front who were like, you almost have an EGOT. What show would you want to be in? And she's like, well, I'm not really into musicals. And then they like, <laughs> she was like, I can see your face drop. Like, I know you think differently of me now. But then she kind of described Gypsy. And then yeah. you yelled out she, when she couldn't think of the title. Yeah, she was like, oh, but I did. She was like, I'm not really into musicals. And we were, and like, we being me and I guess the two other musical theater gays were just like, oh, <laughs> Uh, and then she was like, oh, but there was one musical I really liked I saw on the West End. It was the one about the mother, the mother, the mother. And I was like, Gypsy! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and so, yeah, so she got that. And I will say, like, not even, well, just to be, you know, whatever. She was so into having these questions and talking with all the people that, honestly, by the end of the Q&A round, I was like, all right, Adele, like, let's wrap it up. <laughs> like, that's how long she went on with people. Because, like, I'm in the room with this superstar. And I'm like, okay, well, I'd like to get home, X, Y, Z. And I just thought we were going to be leaving and being on our merry way. And as she's, like, finally wrapping up the questions, her publicist or someone on her team says okay well before you guys leave we have like a photo experience and I'm like oh maybe they have like an I drink wine set up me and Matt Steele take it picture with it whatever promotion and then she's like oh well now we're gonna move Adele over to the photos and get prepared for it and then start calling names and we were just like wait a photo experience with with Adele? Adele And it, the thing is, it wasn't just a photo experience. She talked to us for like a good minute and a half. She did. Asked us where we were from. Right. Like asked, well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start. Okay. So it gets to our names. We're like pretty early on in the line. So thank you, whoever did the order. Because we were, t- where did it go? Uh, so, but then she, co- it's our turn. We go up there and we're just like, Give oh. her a big hug. Give her a big hug. And she's like, oh, what's your name? And she's like, oh, I'm Matt. And then she's like, oh, well, what's his name? And she's like, oh, we're both Matt's. We're two gay Matt's. I was like trying to get the, you know, get the name in. Two yeah, gay Matt's, two, two gay Matt's. <laughs> and I was like, I have, I remember seeing you back in 2008 at the Soho Apple store before uh, 19 came out. And, you know, back then I couldn't even get a friend to come with me. <laughs> I did also say like, but now they'd pay a billion dollars to see you or whatever. I yes. mentioned her old publicist and she was like, oh yeah, I remember that night I messed up the words. And I was like, I, you sounded beautiful to me, ma'am. Like <laughs> you really sounded lovely. And like I told her, I was like, I just want to let you know, I think this music video is probably your best. Like, congr- cause I was like, okay, we're here for the music video. She wants to hear about how good the music video yes. is. So I was like, I'll tell her that and everything. And I also told the director, I was like, great job with the music video. Cause yes. that's why we were here. And, um, Another question she was also asking everyone who no, was asking well, a question. Well, okay. okay. I, this interaction had gone really well. Yes. We take the picture. She loved us. She loved us. It was going great. We're turning to leave and everything's going cool. I guess this is mostly a huge, giant Adele fan experience. So then the question that I'm sure she asks everyone as they're leaving is, will I see you in Vegas? Are you going to Vegas? She looked us dead, dead in, the, in eyes the eyes and called us and out. asked. Are you guys going to Vegas? And we both were just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> like we've never been more quiet we in our lives. Froze. She it. asked it so quickly that we weren't able to think. Like, just lie, just say yes. Like, well, uh, but see, the thing is, she asked other people. Whenever someone asked a question uh, in the audience, she was like, "Oh, are you going to Vegas? You going to Vegas?" And they'd be like, "I have tickets for February twenty fifth. Like, so, and she'd be like, "Oh, where?" And they were like, "Row F." And so we, I knew that if we lied and said yes, we got tickets to Vegas, she would ask. What day? We, and if we gave her a date, a day that she wasn't performing, it just this was all going on in our heads yes. in the like milliseconds in yes. which it was appropriate for us not to have responded. And so I then I was like, 
Well, you know, your fans were on it so quickly. It was impossible. <laughs> you, you were like, we want to, but tickets were just so hard. Just so hard to come by, you know. And she's like, oh, I guess I'll just have to try to see you next time. And we're like, okay, yeah. bye. <laughs> Guys, Ad- Adele looked us in the eye and called, called us, the, us fuck the fuck out. out. Like she was like, you fake fans, you fucking queens. <laughs> but we're not, we love you. We love you, but like a normal amount. <laughs> like if it were Mariah or Carol Channing, there she rests. And here's the thing, even if we were the same level of fandom as like the people in the line with us, even if yes. our Instagram accounts were Adele123, I love you, yes. like it was still impossible to get those tickets. It really was. Getting those tickets so, was hard. It, yes. It's a smaller venue. Yes. So like, tickets sell out quickly and they were so expensive. So like, I would uh, I would love to get a ticket I, to I Adele. I mean, if you have any extras, Adele, we're available. Hey. We'll be there. But yeah, she caught us. She, she, she caught, caught us, us. right handed She's like, you uh, bitches should not be here. Uh, Adele <laughs> fucked us up. God, but it's okay. We got we each got a printed picture of our, us with Adele, and we got to post it. And like, I think she enjoyed us more than thought we were pieces of shit, which <laughs> I think is great. Because <laughs> you, I, it would be so funny if, as we were talking around, Adele said to herself, "Those pieces, and those of, pieces shit. of shit, those pieces no. of shit." No, and then as we left, she was like, "Bye, Matt," and it was like, oh. and it was like, "Oh, bye, Matt," to such a moment. And guys, as we left that building, that is when. We checked the, you know, two game ads subscription and we hit 40,000 subscribers. Well, we were on the way home. Okay, when we, we first checked, it was 39,997. <laughs> but by the time we got back to my apartment, it had crossed over to 40K. Yeah. And then we were like, what a serendipitous day to reach 40,000 right. subscribers. So I'm so happy this happened. It was such a lovely moment. She, again, was could not have been kinder. The music video is lovely. It's great. And I'm just happy... I just can't believe it. Like, I just, now I'm just like, okay, we're going to interview Mariah one day. Like, as we got in the car, I was just like, I know it's going to happen, even if it's over Zoom, even <laughs> if it's like Brian Tanaka has to set up the equipment on her side, and then yes. we're over here. We will be interviewing Mariah Carey. Like, we, I believe that. We also had the idea that, like, when we are interviewing Mariah Carey, we are also going to be lying down on our beds, <laughs> like, lounging in the same way she, like, gives yes. interviews and does lives and everything. Because I believe she's it. probably going to be lying down being comfortable. Right. So we are going to be, too. I mean. We're going to be three friends lounging she together. Taught us. She taught us. <laughs> Should we get into the news for idiots? Let's get week? into the news for idiots. Because what else did we do in this week of note? Probably nothing. Oh, oh, we were also uh, guests on a radio show uh-huh. on Amp Radio called Stan Report. So check that out. I don't know if you can read this. I don't know that you can. Check out the show. It's on uh, Amp Radio. Yes. There's an app for it. Very so that was cute. really fun. Yes. Ah, sad. I hate going from happy news to sad news, but I feel like the first thing we should discuss is Leslie Jordan. Passed away at 67, actor, writer, and singer, best known for his roles on Will and Grace, American Horror Story, and Hearts of Fire. Passed away at 67. Um, he, it was a car accident following a suspected medical emergency. Just devastating. It's I was devastated just on devastating. Monday when I heard that. I mean, like, just you think about Leslie Jordan's career, and you and you're just like the fact that he rose to such fame at the age that he was is just so mind-blowing and amazing and and he's sort of a celebrity that you don't realize the loss that it is like until it happens right. because you're you you think about like what he represented as an actor. You know, we don't have that many openly gay performers of that age. Absolutely we don't. You know, and so 
he it just felt like felt like such a punch in the gut not just because we loved him and he was so wildly talented i mean and he's also i was really upset about because he is also an actor a type of actor that i feel like we're kind of losing mm. now where they're the type of actor like comedic actor that you laugh when they walk in the room absolutely like they themselves are just born to be on a sitcom because their persona is just so naturally funny. It doesn't mean it doesn't matter what they are saying. Right. There are all these mashups of all of his entrances from on his episodes of Will and Grace. Mm. Just his entrances, just entering, just going well, 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 I, and you laugh at every single one of them because right. he is just so endearing and funny and and just acidic and yeah. you just get him right away once he opens his mouth and I feel like there aren't that many like I think of like Leslie Jordan I think of like Georgia Engel I think mm. of like I think um uh from White Lotus uh uh Jennifer Coolidge Jennifer Coolidge okay. like people who just their persona itself is just so funny I don't feel like we have young actors who get famous like that way mm. anymore you know everything now is like everyone has to be like super witty or like they are the one like telling the punchline and everything they're right. n- they're not like the butt of the joke yeah like whereas leslie jordan you could tell he was an actor who was just down for anything he was a 67 year old man who was like 411 and he was like sure yeah like swing me by the arms and throw me into a pool of goop <laughs> like he was just an actor who was just down for anything funny and silly and it's just an immense talent that uh, I will miss so much. The two things that come to mind for him, outside of obviously his guest spots on Will and Grace and things that we grew up with, are like I feel like at the start of the pandemic, his Instagram was such like a touchstone for people. Like mm. he was doing like those comedic videos that just like kept people in a happier space, and like that is truly like public service like the fact that he was keeping people sane and like thinking positively during such a scary and unknown time is something that he'll always be remembered for and is immensely beautiful and also I feel like after this I read that he just recently announced that he has bought had bought his first home mm-hmm. he had bought a condo and it's just like and his whole message was like it's never too late to like feel like you've done something with your life or you've made something of yourself and it just is such a huge enormous loss and he'll be very, very yeah and I, I tweeted this I can't think of an actor who was who made who universally made everyone happier when yeah. one when he popped up on screen like right. everyone loved Leslie Jordan absolutely yeah so it was devastating and thoughts are and love goes out to his family and friends yes um well in happier news and i hate that we're talking about this person cuz i you know my whole reasoning is like we can't talk about him but because of the horribleness that Kanye West has become or has always been and he's just been more public about adidas has dropped him um, he again I think tried to break into the Skechers LA office unannounced Skechers I think is owned by I didn't hear this a Jewish family and like just tried to like move I don't know tried to sell his sneakers there and they escorted him out apparently it's come out that he has an obsession with Hitler and tried to name his last album after Hitler his school Donda is closed and then reopened abruptly out of nowhere which is like how out of your mind must you be as a parent to send your child to a Kanye West school it just is and then he said something on another ridiculous podcast about how George Floyd didn't die because of a knee on his neck XYZ and then the family of George Floyd is suing him for like 250 million dollars 
appropriately. And then lately he's come out and said, you know, I apologize to the black community for saying that because now after what Adidas did to me, I know what it feels like to have a knee. And it's just like, to have go. A, to have a knee on my yeah, neck. It's go like, fuck yourself, sir. Like you need to be, and I feel like I say this every week, but he just truly makes me so sick. I'm happy that he is finding consequences to his horrible actions, his horrible words, his hateful rhetoric that he's built a life on. Like, I just like don't want to hear from this person again, but I'd like to hear more stories of like him losing things and facing consequences because the way he's been behaving has been truly revolting. And I haven't supported this man in a long, long time. The anti-blackness was enough for me. The like, you know, white lives matter shirts, the supporting Trump, everything. I was off the Kanye train for a long time, but I think the tides are truly turning on him with everyone around. It was just so much building up and building up and building up to a point where it's just like, how far is this going to go? Like this is just so much. It's crazy. Um, next up, did you see Matthew Perry said some weird stuff? I saw he said something about Keanu Reeves, but I, I never clicked on anything. I guess he is coming out with a memoir of some sort, which again was come, came up in the chat earlier that I do like friends. So that is my connection to Mr. Perry. Um, he's said in his memoir, essentially he's making some bad jokes with Keanu Reeves as the butt of them. Why is it that original thinkers like River Phoenix and Heath Ledger die, but Keanu Reeves still walks among us? And like he mentions Keanu talking about, uh, like in the same way, talking about Chris Farley's death, I punched a hole through Jennifer Aniston's dressing room wall when I found out Keanu Reeves still walks among us. And it's like, what Keanu Reeves do? <laughs> that guy seems nice and harmless and not problematic. And like, is he like being genuine about this? I mean, I think like, these are jokes, uh-huh. but it just feels like a weird, like, why is he the person we're mentioning? I guess maybe you have to know the context of where it pops up in the book, like how, how it's mentioned in the I book. I don't think there's context. I don't, I really think <laughs> I'm is picking a name. Like, out of a hat like or like I don't think he offers much in the way of you know I don't know in the way of acting but it's like what are you talking about what did Keanu Reeves do maybe this is his way of getting people to buy the book to see what what the context is he could have talked about friends hookups on set he could have talked about his addiction issues this just seems strange like I feel like there's so many problematic celebrities that if you were to say that you it would feel like I get why we don't like him what did Keanu Reeves <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's like if you say that about like any celebrity, like that's kind of just rude. If in you general. said it about Kanye, I'd be like, yes, <laughs> tell him, tell him. And I'd move on. I wouldn't bat an eye. Uh, it's official according to, um, I guess, this uh the Renaissance Tour, according to the Wearable Art Gala, the Renaissance Tour is coming in summer 2023. We all kind of knew this, but just save up your ticket, save up your money, darlings. We all must be at that show, and we must save up for it because it's coming. Because one day you might be in the same room as Beyonce, <laughs> and she will look you in the eye and say, "Are oh, you seeing my show?" And we'll be able to say, "Yes, ma'am," <laughs> and not freeze. <laughs> like we did. I mean, I was, I was still freeze. I mean, Cause, yes. Cause even if I was seeing her show, I'd still be like, but I'm seeing it all wrong. I, it's all wrong. Everything no. I'm doing is wrong. I, if I, I, if I was able to tell the truth and it'd be positive, I'd be great. I feel like if I were in the same room as Beyonce, I would think everything I was doing that day, every day before and every day after it was wrong. <laughs> like I would just be like, I'm, I'm just wrong. I'm wrong. I'm not good enough. All right, are you ready for the Taylor dump of news? Sure. <laughs> Taylor Swift has Are you ready de- for Taylor's dump, Taylor, guys? <laughs> oh, my God. Taylor Swift debuts at number one in the U.S. with sales of $1.5 million in the first week. I think $1.1 million of those are pure sales, like actual CD sales, and then the rest are from streaming, so congratulations to her. She's also set to occupy the whole top 10 of the Hot 100, which has never been done. I think there were some, you know, questions as 
two weather question in Bejeweled. We're going to make it and be top 10 and unseat Sam Smith and Kim Petras to that level. And so she was releasing instrumental versions and whatever, and it worked. So congratulations to her. And also she edited that antihero video to take out the bathroom scale, that red fat, which some people found fat phobic. Uh, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but... I feel like everyone's entitled to their own opinion about this. If some people found it offensive, I understand that that's their point of view. But at the end of the day, Taylor was the one that made the choice to take this out. Like, there's been more loud um, listener feedback, like about Lizzo's lyric and about Beyonce's lyric, and that, you know, made them change their art. And so if that is the same choice Taylor wants to make, I think that's okay. Some people are upset that she made this change. But, like, at the end of the day, it's like, if this is going to make people feel more comfortable in their own skin and less like attacked in some way. It's not, it's not harmful. Yeah. And it's just like, she has agency over her own art. She can say yes or no to whatever she wants to do with it. So that's what she chose to do with it. So I support whatever decision she wants to make with it. Um, and the last piece of news, Jeff Goldblum might be joining the Wicked films. I think this is fun casting. Yes. What does the wizard do in Wicked? I've forgotten. He sings wonderful. Okay. And he skips around the stage. Great. And, well, but now Wicked is going to be two movies. I so know. I imagine the wizard will be, ex- I imagine everything in the world <laughs> of Wicked will be expanded. And also we are recording this on the 19 year anniversary wow. of uh, Wicked opening. Jeez. I know. Can you believe you that? You remember where you were, right? I really don't. I, <laughs> I, really I was don't. on all that chat message board just being like, I want I, I want to know the spoilers for Wicked. This is where it was like, it was impossible to find spoilers. Wow, different about, times. Uh, different times. Like, <laughs> I, I spent weeks trying to find spoilers because there isn't a synopsis in like the book or something, or like the synopsis is like cut off mm. or something. Like, it doesn't reveal what happens at the end. And I was just like, I'm not seeing this show anytime soon. I want to know what happens at the end. And it took me forever to find spoilers <laughs> online. This was... 19 years di- ago? <laughs> These were 19 years ago. These were different times. I'm glad you found me. But I think, I think Jeff Bloom, Goldblum is a, a solid choice for uh, yeah. The Wizard. I think he's a great actor. He's, I think he'd bring a cool quirkiness, but yet suaveness to the role. I don't right. know. And Jeff Goldblum in a musical, he did play Harold Hill once in, mm. uh, Pitts, in the Pittsburgh uh, CLO's production of The Music Man. Okay. My good friend saw it and does a great impression of him as Harold <laughs> Interesting. That's so niche. It's really funny because <laughs> it's just imagine Jeff Goldblum rapping to Trouble. Okay. And, and and you can't picture it in your head right. just off the bat until yeah. you see my friend do it and then it's like, oh yes, that's exactly that's... what it would be. Wow. Yeah. So that's exciting. I mean, when's the rest of the cast list going to drop? I don't know. When are they going to start production They were this? supposed to start uh, rehearsals in August. Hmm. Yes, I know this. Well, if Ariana's <laughs> hair is blonde, then maybe the balls are rolling. Yeah. Some, right? some stuff is going Something's down. Something's happening. Yeah. And they're filming in England. I know that. Hey. We love that. London boys all around. London boys. <laughs> uh, is there anything else you want to share during News for Idiots? I don't think so, guys. Okay. Well, we'll take a quick break and then we'll be back with more Two Gay Mats, the podcast. When the queen comes through, part like the red say, move out the way. way. Grace Jones. We're back. We're recording. Grace Jones. Right, we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Email My Heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com to spell T-W-O. Or if you are watching this podcast on YouTube, you can comment below and ask us a question there. So we got two Email My Hearts. Yes. One is from Hannah. 
Hannah says, Halloween candy supremacy. Mm. Hey, Mats. I hope you are both doing well. Happy Halloween. Since your podcast comes out on Halloween this year, I thought I would ask, what are some of your top Halloween candy picks that you loved getting when you went trick-or-treating as kids? What are those candies that you would leave at the bottom of the bowl and only eat when you were desperate? Mm. Have your favorites slash least favorites changed since you were a kid? I wasn't too picky, but for me personally, I would say peanut M&M's, Snickers, Twizzlers, Skittles, Sixlets, and Tootsie Rolls were some of my favorites. Mm. I know Tootsie Rolls can be controversial, but they were bomb to me, even the flavored ones. I avoided Three Musketeers and Almond Joys slash Mounds at all costs. Would love to hear your thoughts. Thanks for the great week. Um, Hannah, I am with you. Tootsie Rolls fucking rock. I I did not appreciate Tootsie Rolls as a child, okay. but now that I'm older, I think Tootsie Rolls are great. I like Tootsie Rolls. Tootsie Rolls were kind of like a candy that we just always had in a bowl at our house so it doesn't feel Halloween-y to me. Gotcha. I would say as a child and probably still now. Well, as a child, definitely I was more into like a Skittles moment, a Starburst moment. I feel like I've kind of grown out of that a bit. Oh. And uh, But I even at the time loved a Snickers. Unfortunately, because Jackson is allergic to peanuts and Snickers has the peanuts, I also loved a uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, which I also like very much. Uh, a Crackle, I always liked very much. Like, or a Crunch Bar. Okay. Do they still make Crunch? That was a great bar. I would say they do. I would say Crunch is still out there. Come on, it's a staple. I would, I, I'm with, um, our, was it Hannah who wrote it? Hannah, yeah. Hannah, I'm with Hannah on the Almond Joys and um, Mounds, but I'd also throw Twizzlers in that mix. You know I hate Twizzlers. I hate licorice anything or like wannabe licorice things. That'd be at the bottom of my back. What would you choose between Twizzlers and Red Vines? Neither. But I like guess if you had gun to your head. They make Starburst flavored Twizzlers that I would eat. Okay. Yes. Okay. So you like a more tart. I uh, like a tart or okay. t- more tart, more fruity kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I absolutely agree. I so I am very much. This is an email for me <laughs> because I am candy hive. To me, candy will always and forever be better than dessert any day of the week. That's not right. Um, candy is infinitely better. That's so, not right. But go on. So we I do love a Halloween candy moment. I would say I like a little bit of everything. I do gravitate more towards the fruitier stuff, the gummy stuff. Like you said, Skittles, Starburst, a, a Sour Patch Kid. Mm. Anything sour, I am on board for 1,000%. And I do. I also love chocolate, but I prefer dark chocolate to milk chocolate. Oh, no. So I, I would would much rather have like just a simple dark chocolate candy bar than like like a Snickers or something like that. I do like a Snickers and Milky Snickers. but like they were always a little too heavy for me. So like not like too too heavy. Like I would still eat them yeah. and everything, but like you could only have a couple at a time. Uh, whereas like a Skittles, like I could eat Skittles endlessly all day. Like I, you could just nonstop eat Skittles. Of your chocolate choices, I don't need a Milky Way. A Three Musketeers I liked. A Snickers. Someone said Twix in the chat. Also, Supreme. That is a classic. A Kit Kat. I feel like there's a lot of great stuff out there. But I don't know. Milky Ways never did it for me. Really? That's yeah. it? Because Milky Ways are essentially just a build off of Three Musketeers and a build down from Snickers. Well, like it's like Milky Way or Three Musketeers is the nougat. Uh, Milky Way is the caramel and the nougat and Snickers is the caramel, the nougat and the peanut. Well, clearly they've gotten the wrong combination because it does not work <laughs> as well when it is a Milky Way. I, I like a Milky Way. Um, The thing that I will leave at the bottom of the bowl and only eat if necessary, if I'm desperate, is a fucking M&M. You know my thoughts on things where the flavor is just sugar. So like Here we go. I, you know my thoughts. So I'm not a huge caramel person. I don't like sprinkles. I don't like that kind of stuff. So the candy coating on the M&M to me, like I'm not disgusted by it, mm. but it's like 
I, it doesn't appeal to me. And so when people ch- actively choose an M&M over mm. a different type of candy, I think that's so beyond bizarre. Does this go for all flavors of M&M? Like peanut, peanut butter, all of the different um, variations? Uh, I would definitely prefer like a pretzel M&M to a, uh, just a plain M&M. I prefer a dark chocolate M&M, again, because I like dark chocolate. But again, that candy coating is just like, I'm like, oh, it would be better without this. What, do you like you a know? peanut butter M&M? Sure. I like a peanut butter M&M. Okay. A great candy bar, also 100 grand. Underrated. Oh, I don't know 100 grand. 100 grand is excellent. Mm. What are And I guess we'll cap this off with what are your thoughts on candy corn? I'm pro, and I think y'all are mean. I don't need it all the time. Like, I'm not going to spend all of my November with candy corn, you know, ingesting it. But, like, give me a candy corn or two. Nice. I, you would think, because, again, I don't like things that are, like, super, super just sweet. Mm. To, I do like candy corn still, which it surprises people. But because I feel like the starchiness of candy corn kind of cuts the sweetness to me. Like, okay. It has a specific flavor. Yes. My thing with candy corn, though, is I have to eat just little bites of it at a time. Mm. And also, because I can't just, like, put it all in my mouth at once. And also, candy corn is a thing where if... Y- I can eat it and it's good and I can enjoy it. But once you have that one piece too many, you are suddenly disgusted. That's true. That's true. And you don't know that you've hit that one piece too many right. until you fucking hit it. So I always have to stop myself early with candy corn. Right. Yeah. What are the kind of malt ball things? What are those? Oh, called? whoppers. Hate those. <laughs> um, never been a fan of them. I've never been a fan, but I'm not disgusted by them. Mm. I would maybe choose a whopper over an M&M. Maybe. That's, this is a maybe. That's crazy. Okay. I, <laughs> may, maybe I'd put them equally. I don't okay. know. Yeah. Um, right. So yeah, happy Halloween, everyone. Yes, happy Halloween. Um, can't wait to go home and like shove a bunch of candy in my mouth. Uh, so the next question comes to us from Nayla. Nayla says, despised songs due to the message. Mm. Hey, Mats, I was wondering if there are any pop songs you dislike mainly due to the message or story of the song. I remember not really liking Ariana Grande's Break Up With Your Girlfriend, I'm Bored at First, <laughs> due to this reason. I also remember a lot of people disliking Blurred Lines because of the message and it was, and it was conveying as well. What are your thoughts? Thank you for taking the time to read my question. With love, Nayla. Nayla, I hope you've come around on Break Up With Your Girlfriend I'm Bored because that song's a classic. That song is great. That's a great song. And the thing I like about it too is like she could also be singing about the girl. Like, hey, break up with your girlfriend because I want to hook up with your girlfriend. Exactly. I love it. It's a classic song. I feel like I am less likely to completely dislike a song because of its message, but more like feel a little guilty about liking it in spite of its message. I feel like we might have had a video about this. We but, did, yeah. Uh, we, we It was a video called Bad Songs We Love. Right, yeah. and I feel like uh, Nasty Girl by Destiny's Child is the first one that pops in my head, like a slut-shaming bop. It is like such... The thing is, most of the songs that I love but I shouldn't are slut-shaming ones because I feel like that was a vibe at a time, like Better Than Revenge by Taylor. Oh, great Mis- song. <laughs> Misery Business by Paramore and Nasty Girl by Destiny's Child. All those songs are great and also have a terrible message because we shouldn't be slut shaming people if people want to you know be out there and like make out with people consensually they're allowed to do that but the songs are great <laughs> like hey when the melody's great the melody's great exactly I remember in the the video we did years ago bad songs we love I will never forget you talking about Kelly Clarkson's uh, don't be a girl about it and you were like I mean there's don't be a girl about it which like you can tell by the title why it's bad but like the melody's great it is great <laughs> don't be a girl about it definitely falls into that that um category okay yes i i can't i don't really know if i have any like visceral reactions of like disliking a pop song for this reason but Mm. like 
I am a you know musical theater head, so mm-hmm. there are a lot of songs in the musical theater canon that where like you actively disagree with the character, right. but like that's why it's a good song mm-hmm. because like you want the song to be like a reflection on the character and get you to see through the character's eyes and everything. So to me, like disagreeing with a song uh, doesn't make me not like it. Okay, because I just grew up on musical theater. Okay, so, great. I love yeah. that for you. I know. So I will bop around to uh, uh, Nasty Girl and, <laughs> and not give it a second thought. I mean, Nasty put some clothes on. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> what an opening line of a chorus. A classic. Um, okay, do you mind if I go first? Just because I'm, ner- I'm nervous I'm going to forget my giving you moments because you know I do that sometimes. Okay. <laughs> so there are two. And they're higher level. There's not like so much in depth to talk about. But I was on the plane. And unfortunately, I couldn't get my iPad to work with Southwest so that I could watch the movies that were available. So I had to watch this on my phone. But you watched a movie on your phone? I did watch a movie on my phone. I've got to go. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, the that's... iPad wasn't working. What else was I to do? Oh, that's awful. So I get on my phone. I look through all of the... And I was like, oh, this is a movie that I've been hearing a lot about. Matt Steele says it's very good. I feel like people in the Discord like it. I feel like people in the world like it. And I just have never gotten around to it in like the 15 years since it was released. But man, Hairspray is great, isn't it? <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. The original Hairspray? No. The Colors Hairspray? Or the... Um, 2007. The, you've never seen the 2007? I've never seen it. That's and crazy. I was like, this is really incredible. I had no idea it's Queen great. Latifah was in it. Is that Michelle Pfeiffer? Yes, baby. I, I, There were so many people in it that I didn't realize they were in it. And I was just very surprised. The casting is amazing. I mean, John... Starring Nikki Blonsky from the Hairspray movie. I, that's the thing is I'm clearly just thinking about all of her countless tweets that begin with I'm Nikki Blonsky from Hairspray. But she was great. Isn't she great? She's very good in yes. the film. It is a joy to watch. Everyone is like at the top of their game. Like Zac Efron and Amanda Bynes and Nikki Blonsky from Hairspray. And just like whoever that actor is who plays Seaweed. I need to look him up. Like, why are you not the biggest pop star in the world? Like, the vocals on that young man are out of this world. He was the scarecrow in The Wiz Live. And I told you during The Wiz Live, and I think I say it in the video, I was like, I had such a crush on him in his performance as the scarecrow. And you were like, what? He had, like, straw glued all over his face. And I'm like, I know, but you could see his cuteness through the makeup. Look, he is so, oh, what was his name? He is adorable, and he is so talented. He's like, phenomenal. To me, it's like... If he had Bruno Mars's fucking discography and he could sing Bruno Mars's discography, he would be a superstar. Now, I feel like he is the 2010s Tevin Campbell we deserved, and I will die on that hill. I also did think it was funny that, like, outside of Queen Latifah, who sounded actually very good in the best that I've ever heard her sound, mm. but anytime a black person was on screen singing, they sounded better than every white person in the movie, which made me laugh. Um, but I will say something that I feel like everyone's not going to like about this. I was watching my phone, which is a, a issue number one. Issue number two is like, okay, I had downloaded some uh, housewives and things onto my iPad, and I was really trying to get them to work. So I didn't turn on hairspray until like an hour, 30 minutes before we landed. Okay. So I don't know what happens in the last 30 minutes of this movie. You didn't finish it I, yet? I will. I know it's streaming on HBO Max maybe after we've done when, recording. When did you cut off? I feel like uh, Nikki Blonsky has just been hiding because she was in that march, you know, in the race yeah. march with everybody, and the police are looking for her, and they say that she bludgeoned this cop, but she just hit him with the sign yeah how's that gonna end up <laughs> I don't know wait how. have you never seen hair oh well you watch Hairspray live with me you don't remember how it ends with I, You Can't Stop the Beat I which don't. is a classic piece of and music that's the thing is like the songs are really great 
Yes, it's, it's like Hairspray. Out. Like you watched Hairspray live. I must have forgotten. Well, the it actor's really, name, the actor's name that we both love is Elijah Kelly. Elijah, if you're out there, we love you and we need you to be the number one pop star of all time. Um, it just is a joy, and I can't wait to see how it wraps up. Hairspray is. I can't wait to see how it wraps up. And I, uh, that's crazy that you've never seen the original Hairspray no. either, because it's such a classic. Oh well, oh my my, my second thing is just I have to say, Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion part three is unbelievable. It is life altering. It's horrifying because it's when Kathy Hilton comes out, and Kathy and Kyle's relationship has clearly gone to the depths of the earth. Thanks to Lisa Rinna and making this whole last part of the season about, you know, whether or not Kathy had a mental breakdown and if she stopped in her glasses and if she said she hated Kyle and thought everyone was an idiot. I did think Sutton, when they were going around and saying all the mean things that Kathy said about all the women, Sutton was just sitting there and was like, wait, what'd she say? It was like, oh, I don't care. I don't care what she said. <laughs> I love that. But the whole last, like, episode of the reunion was so focused on this and Kathy and Kyle. Well, Kathy was clearly just like, pretending to be nice and pretending to be over it, but the cameras were still rolling while she was exiting from the seat, and she kind of hugs Kyle, and Kyle's like, are you still mad at me? Like, are we going to be better? We need to be better. And she's like, you didn't say anything. You didn't have my, like, you didn't say anything this whole time. You didn't say two words. And they got up. She's and she Her people asked Kathy how to go. She's like, nightmare. Kyle's bawling, and is like, it's just never going to be the same. And it's like, I get it. It seems like Kyle has had the wrath of Kathy in her own life and on the show in one of the deleted scenes uh, Erica Jane makes mention of the fact that Kyle in private said I'm glad that this is coming out in the season so people will know how she really is and Kyle was like well that was private that was private so it's just like clear that the reason Kyle's not cutting Rinna off is because Rinna is saying the shit Kyle wants to say but can't because that's her sister and that's Paris Hilton's mom and all of this and so now Paris and Nikki are like liking anti-Kyle tweets on Twitter I just this is deep guys it's deep and it's also like you saw the early seasons did you ever see a season of Beverly Hills not a full one no Kim the same thing happened with Kim like, Kim and Kyle had this awful relationship that Rinna, like, made sure the wedge got as deep as possible. It's happened again with Kathy. I think it's time to get Rinna off the show. She's only ad- adding negativity. I would like both Kathy and uh, fucking Kim on the show. I want all three sisters on the show. I want us to work this out. You know, I, I have no idea what you just said, but... <laughs> <laughs> I will say that on my Twitter timeline, the number one Halloween costume I have seen from the gays this year is Lisa Rinna. I know. Like, I'm, it's just well, Lisa Rinna costumes a meme all over of, my timeline. There's a meme of her as an M&M. Because there was like a Lisa <laughs> Rinna M&M that was some, that's like popped back up again and Gen Z thinks it's funny. Even still, I don't, she cannot be on our screens again. I mean, hey, you she's, know my thoughts on M&Ms. She's, she's a terror, not because she was an M&M, but she's a terror. She's ruining this family. And the family obviously has issues without Rena, but she has no other purpose on the show but to try to separate these sisters. And to me, that's like, is you're not doing your job. I don't know anything about you. You like called your lawyers on Garcelle because she made mention of your her of Lisa Rena's daughter in Garcelle's book. But she basically was like, this is what happened in a scene on the show. But Lisa Rinna had to like threaten to sue her. And I just is like, Rinna's awful and should not be on television. I'm sick of her. She's done enough. Goodbye. You know what will make you feel better? Hmm. Is if you finish the fucking Hairspray <laughs> movie. I will. I promise I will. Please, for the love of God. We'll the, fina- like, the finale of Hairspray is one of the great musical theater finales of the 20th first century. Check in this time next week. We'll see if I finished it. Okay. 
<laughs> you have a whole week to finish the last 10 minutes or I whatever. Do. And that's deal. Yes. What's been giving you moments. So though. shocker. Mine is a movie as well. No. <laughs> so I went to the movie theater just once this week. Mm-hmm. I know I'm falling behind guys. <laughs> so I saw the new Martin McDonough movie, the Banshees of Inna Sharon, okay. which it's, uh, it's, um, it's a comedy. It's like a dark comedy, like in a very Martin McDonough way, if you've seen any of his movies before. But the plot is brilliant. Okay. It's basically, you know, these people are on this tiny little lonely island off of the coast of Ireland called Inisharan. Mm. And it's 1923. And they are all so lonely and they are all so bored. And so oh. all they have is like each other. And so there's uh, Colin Farrell. Uh, he's the main character and every day he looks forward to going to the pub with his best friend who's played Mm. by Brendan Gleeson and every day they go to the pub and everything well one day Brendan Gleeson just decides I don't want to be your friend anymore based on what? Oh, based on the thing, and so the whole plot is Colin Farrell trying to get Brendan Gleeson to be his friend again, and Brendan Gleeson just being like, "I don't want to be your fucking friend anymore. Don't come near me, or I'm going to chop my fingers off." What? And it's just, it's just, it, it's just such a funny, like, interesting and like weirdly dark, but like amusing, entertaining <laughs> movie about just like the depth, like the lengths that people will go through to either like maintain their friendships or mm. to like get rid of their friendships. It gets wild and wow. and like it's it, the way it shows this community is just like they are so lonely they are so bored so why won't he just keep him as a friend if you're so that lonely uh i the the great thing that i liked about it was like you would think that like there would be no reason for him to not want to be his yeah to be his friend and everything but he does give a reason and the reason is i'm kind of just like I can empathize with that, but you are going way too far, Mr. Brendan Gleeson. All their performances are fantastic. Colin Farrell's going to get his first Oscar nomination. He's really great. Brendan Gleeson, mm. I think, is going to get an Oscar nomination. But my favorite performance okay. in the movie is Carrie Condon, who plays Colin Farrell's sister. And the entire time, she's just like, you are fucking losers. Like, you are acting like crazy people. You are acting like babies. Like, calm it the fuck down. I'm so bored on this <laughs> island. That's pretty like, funny. Come, like, she is so good in this movie. I'm, like, praying she gets an Oscar nomination. Like, she is fantastic. I don't know if you've ever seen Martin McDonough's first, uh, stuff before. Like, I really recommend it. Um, yeah, it's and it's an easy watch. It's just an hour and 50. I love that. Hour 50 minutes, I you know. That. And uh, the score is really cool. This I really liked the cinematography. I liked all the performances. Yeah, I really liked it a lot. Great. And it's yeah. six minutes shorter than Hairspray. Six minutes <laughs> six minutes shorter than Hairspray and about Bob. an hour and 45 minutes shorter than Avatar 2 and Babylon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> when are those coming out? Uh, uh, Babylon is Christmas and Avatar 2 is Christmas, I think. Okay. Or around Christmas. Yes, yeah. will be the fights. I will be in I will be in the movie theater for eight hours <laughs> Jesus over Christ. Christmas break, guys. Well, enjoy that because I, I will not be... I will enjoy oh it. <laughs> I will. I don't have my tickets for Adele, but I have my tickets for Babylon, <laughs> motherfuckers. I am. I will be front row center for Babylon. Oh well. Is there anything else you'd like to tell the people? Just we've had such a great week, yes. and it's all thanks to you guys. Yes. If you're a new subscriber, we really appreciate it and welcome, and we hope you continue to watch us and yes. and join us for the live chat when we yeah. do the live podcasts and just. We really, really appreciate you guys. It's Thank you so much. Very true. Thank you for listening and or watching however you consume the pod. We appreciate it. And we'll be back soon, this time next week, with more 2K Mats, the podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.